this mofo. Well, 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 what a day. Welcome back to Dogging It. We've been uh, busy today, Melina, putting out a lot of content, my man. We started the first one like 13 out, 14 hours ago now. Got up at I don't think people six, know that. 6.30 to record, yeah. yeah. Woke up super early, recorded a, a <clears> reel <throat> or two, did some fun stuff. And uh, today's day one of the uh, Turning Stone tournament. Uh, first event of the year, pretty much. First big event. And, um, you know, it kind of started with our reel this morning where we were talking about, I asked you if players should rack for other players. Mm. Little <laughs> did I, I know that was going to stir the pot, son. Did you get any phone calls about that? I got a lot of messages about that particular topic. Oh, did you? Yeah. Did but, Mike you know, Zuglin? Oh, Mike thoroughly hates me from, from <laughs> a whole other, a whole other issue of an online Calcutta that happened, year, you know, a year or so ago. Hey. So, you know what I, you know what I love about you is that for the most part, what do you got a moth in there? Is that a bat? Like a fly. It's like a fly in here. So <laughs> I need like some ninja skills to get this. Mobile. All right. For the anyway, most part, there's certain people out there that you kind of do care if they hate you. And then there's other people that you just don't care. And you don't seem to care that Mike Zuglin hates you. I'm not, I mean, I'm not losing sleep. I'll put it like that, you know? So, um, yeah, you know, teach their own. Not every, I'm not everyone's cup of tea and there's plenty of, listen, the, the list of, of people that have been blocked and that I'm sure that have blocked me is pretty long both ways. So, um, but you don't know, come out here, you stick your neck on the line, you got an opinion that's public and, you know, you live with it for better or worse. You know, I could be Joey Ryan and just say, well, I like the players racking for each other, but then I don't like the players racking for each other. You know, I could play, <laughs> I could play both sides of the argument, but that's no fun. So. Hey, I'm a terrible racker, so I don't mind it. Right. Because it's not even intentionally slugging people. It's the fact that my eyes right now leaning over the rack, I have to be further away to be able to see well. So just leaning over the rack, I can't see the gaps anymore. It's not intentionally slugging anybody. It's just that's the way we roll, you know. So, hey, we got uh, what says. what's that? That's what everyone who slugs wreck someone says. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't see it there. Yeah, you I know? guess we got about 50 again, people kind of here older, right though. now. Yeah. Okay. Can I can I handle the housekeeping? We got about 50 yeah. people in here right now across the different platforms, guys. Welcome. Uh do us a favor, just let us know if we sound okay. Actually, uh Paco says we sound good. What's up, Paco? Uh Franco's in here. Welcome, Franco. Um, just let us know you can see and hear everything good. Uh Shorty Dancer, what's up, man? We're actually gonna try to get some feedback from you guys today. Uh some topics, maybe some ideas from you. We have a few things that we do want to talk about. And the first one is going to be turning stone and the actual event. So we, we goofed a little about the racking and you know what you thought about that this morning. Uh, but I understand that there was a players meeting and I understand Mike Zuglin laid down the law and there will be no conflicts about the rack. Did what you hear the hell that? does that mean? What the hell does that mean? Lay down the law. It, what, what, what's the what's the rule? It's plain and simple. I, it, what's the rule? The rule was we're not going to have people four or five times checking the rack and you know arguing and this and that and so there so you go. So then, what happens if so? 
is that is that the number that's too many times for someone to go check the rack? Four is the magic number, or five? I think it's five. Five is too much. The over under is four and a half on that. <laughs> so if you get to six, then they just got to accept it. Is that what I'm hearing? That sounds that sounds reasonable and fair, yeah. right? I don't. Yeah. Know. I don't get. I don't. I just don't get it. All Joey. right, we've beaten this. It's a dead horse right now, and and we're still beating. We're it. We're like okay. four minutes. We into don't the like show. the loser. We don't like the loser rack format. It, done and done. Turning Stone is still a prestigious event. Uh, it's one of the nicest events I've ever played in. I don't know if you've been up there, Mike, but when you go in that arena and the way they have the table set up and they have the stands on the side, it's really nice. It is a really nice venue. And it also takes me back to one of my best pool memories, which wasn't even about pool. So I'm at Turning Stone and I, I rode up there with Mike Davis. Don't get on your phone. Listen to me. I hate when you okay. do this. Okay. We're on a All show. Right. Respect our guests. So I ride I ride up there with Mike Davis. Okay. I get knocked out of the tournament two and out. It was terrible. I played horrible. I uh, lost to Keith McCready first round and a local guy second round. So anyway, I'm playing cards the rest of my time there. And so talking to Mike Davis, he's like, look, I play Strickland for fourth, fifth. And if I lose, I want to get right back on the ro road. So meet me in the lobby at five o'clock exactly. And he was being like, Mike's a super nice guy, but he's being real kind of pushy about this. Everyone like, just checks you, huh? And I'm like, Everyone. hey, if you didn't have this attitude, you might actually beat Strickland. And he's like, just meet me in the lobby at five. So I'm like, okay, fine. I go play cards. And while I'm playing cards, uh, I'm playing blackjack. And I'm up $200 playing blackjack. And I said, you know what? I don't really want to leave here up $200. I either want to break even or make a score. So I, I'm a $25 blackjack player. You probably heard this story five times. I put 200 in the circle, right? I get a six and a five. The dealer gets a six showing. And I'm like, oh man, now I got to go in my pocket. And now I'm going to leave down $200, right? Especially when I get my card and it's an ace. Doubled, I got an ace. I have 12. The dealer turns over the the, ho the whole card and it's a... Um, Five. So the dealer's got 11, takes a hit for 16, and then takes another hit for 22. And I barely won that hand. I, my heart, I almost had a heart attack. I won $400. I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe it. So I'm raking the money back and I decide to leave 200 in there. I get blackjack right after it. I went on the biggest heater you've ever seen. I just left $200 <laughs> in the circle and I didn't take that out. I just left it in there. I said, the first hand I lose, I'm leaving. For 20 minutes, I didn't lose a hand. I didn't win every hand. We pushed the dealer. There were a couple, there was a shuffle or two in there, but I didn't lose any hands. And so I ended up winning $2,800 in like, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes or something. And nice, I'm, right? 10, I'm 10 minutes late getting back to the lobby. And there's Mike Davis pissed off, just lost to Earl Strickland. Mike's ready to kill me. And Mike's like, where were you? And I'm like, don't worry, bro. I got gas. I got dinner. <laughs> we're straight, you know, but he still didn't talk to me for like three hours on the way home until he finally got over it. And he was pissed because he wanted to get back home and get rest. Cause it was a big tournament in Waldorf, Maryland the next day. And I'm like, relax. Nobody can beat you there anyway. Sure enough. He wins the tournament the next day, but we kissed and made up. Everything was good, but that's my turning stone story. Beautiful venue, very professionally run. I know you don't like the break rule, but First tournament of the season. I'm excited to see what shakes out. I was actually sweating a couple of the matches, the Brandon Shuff Vitali match. Watched a little bit of that. I just watched this Landon Hollingsworth, Upstate Al streaming it. 
and it's uh, digitalpool.com has the brackets. God, I love Digital Pool. They they sponsored us when we went out to Moscone, and any big tournament you go on there, you get the brackets, the live scoring. It's super cool. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on this event, Mike? I think it's always top shelf when it comes to streaming. You know, the quality of the video, um, the colorful commentary that that you get uh, along Northeast with commentary, it. baby. They they don't like personality, that's for sure. So, um, <laughs> and it's it's always uh, it's never a dull moment. Uh, I know I, I heard when I was listening earlier that they had m multiple tables. Uh, streaming i haven't seen them i don't know where you can see them at but i'm assuming they do which is great you know i wish the field was a little thicker although they're you know it's it seems like it's real top heavy um and then maybe that kind of like top middle you know it's the haves uh, and the have nots right you got a bunch of world beaters yeah. and then you got like locals it seems like or regional players right yeah, i mean yeah, there's yeah. there's some other like decent talent like bucky he's there every year you know guys in that 710 range uh, but for the most part, I think there's a lot of 600s and, you know, then the big dogs that are there. So speaking of that, who is your pick? If you were going to pick one player right now to win the whole thing, who would you go with? What are we going? Are we going just favorites? Is that what we're going off the top? I'm just asking you for your, your pick. All right. Let me bring uh, up some Of course, it's going to be a favorite because you always take chalk. Well, let's see. Okay. So first of all, the guy who has won it a lot of times, I think it's like maybe tied for second and Shane, he's not there after the drama that happened last year. Jason, wait, wait. Has... Tell, tell us about the drama that happened last year. Because well, I, I had never heard that story, but I'm sure a lot of other people, can you tell that story? You know, we might see Shane in a couple of weeks. I don't know if I want to annoy him just yet, you know? <laughs> so, Come on, bro. No, I, I mean, listen, the guy won a, a considerable amount of money in the casino. Um, and uh, he didn't, he hasn't told the story 18 times, like your $2,800 score, but it was, you know, let's say <laughs> 20 times that amount. Um, he did pretty good. Didn't really want to play anymore. It sounded like, plus he had plans to go to the Philippines thereafter. So he forfeited his match and, Let's just say I don't think he's welcome back at Turning Stone, despite his long history with it. At least that's the the last part as far as not being welcome back. That's what I've heard. So, um, I tell you but, what, you call me soft. That was not nearly the story you told me off air. You got soft on me, bro. What do you mean? What the story? What's the story that I told you off air? I told you he got a big score. Weekend at Bernie's, got, son. Okay, well, yeah. Part part of what I heard was he didn't want to pay the tag, so he's over there. I heard he was dressed up like he was at weekend at Bernie's with putting on fake mustaches and, you know, wigs and try, trying to cash it, just try to stay under the threshold. Security caught when he may or may not have gotten, he may or may not have gotten kicked out. But again, that's all <laughs> allegedly. So, and now Shane will probably never come back on the show because Joey wants to throw me under the bus live with 87 ah, people watching. On. So, um, it's the IRS. Nobody cares about that. You know, Jason's, Going to be the odds-on favorite. I know him and Federer had a little dance last year, um, you know, in, in this event as well. I've, obviously, Federer is, is is Federer. But Jason just seems to have consistency here like no other human on earth. Someone was mentioning um, Earl. Earl actually does really well at Turning Stone as well. Um, there's a few other guys who uh, – Is Earl there? I didn't see Earl in the bracket. Maybe no, he's not. Him. He's yeah. not. Um, Sky's there. Oi's there. Let's see. Mora, Mika, Oscar, Billy. Uh, Johnny Archer, ironically enough, uh, Wolford. So it's a Moscone Cup rankings event. So there's a good, you know, peppered amount of 
Europeans, international players, because guys are already here for the season for Derby coming up. And then the pre-Derby that's going on at Rail Yard right before um, the official Derby. So, you know, if if I'm picking someone, I like Federer and Jason are going to be everyone's pick to go and win as far as being up top. If I'm going to pick mine. someone, well, you'll listen. We did our draft, right? And you pick like Omar Al Shaheen in like the second round. So of course not yours. Okay. We know you like to I go like out of limb. I'm okay, I tell you what, for, for mine, nine ball, this format, I'm gonna go with Sky um snapping it off as my top level player. And if I'm going with someone maybe bottom, I don't want to say Hold bottom, on, don't do like, the dark horse yet. Don't do the dark horse. We're not doing okay, dark you go. horses. You yeah, go, I'm going with Naoki Oi. There we have it. And I have no analysis or reason for this, but I just have a feeling. I have a you feeling mean, that he's like the third highest Fargo. <laughs> you, well, made it, you, you made it. You know what? Like you were going on, you a, on a way he, limb there. He is literally one of the best players of the world in the world that people overlook. I think. I think people don't give him the credit that he deserves. I think it's it's more like the interview quality and you know the fun he brings to things. But he, we saw it out in Vegas. Somebody reminded me last show that we did where I said that uh, who was it that uh, Chua pushed out and Oi gave it back to him and Chua jumped the ball. It was actually the opposite. Uh, Oi pushes out. Chua gave it back to Oi. Oi jumps the ball and runs out. And we were from, he, oh, weren't we? For that, that, for that, huh? That was at the we Predator Ten World Ten Ball. But uh, Oi is just an amazing player, and I'm going with him. He's due for a win. I think he's going to win this event. Well, I don't know. I think the racking plays a big difference. Being able to adjust. I don't think he's there's like gamesmanship there. I feel like in this event more so than than majority of other pro events because you the feel racking. like it needs to be like some some guy who's got an edge, some gambler type of. You know? No, I just think guys can adjust a little better, or guys know how people move. You know, so they can move back, so to speak, and needle a little bit and without causing too much drama. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Let's here's see. a good comment by Sensei Nate. Plays pool. Check it out. Well, that's yeah. fine and all, but he's what? When, when, the last time we saw Oi, let's say on a Sunday, which I mean, it's I'm just saying like the golf reference, right? On, on a Sunday, um, was probably the U.S. Open last year where he lost to Carlo, I think, if I'm not mistaken, in the semis. So he can go deep in a lot of events. Very, very capable player, uh, especially in nine ball more so than ten ball, but. Yeah, I mean, you know, who knows? It's All right, who's ball, your man. dark horse? Who's your dark horse? Like, give me I'm a going, okay. I'm going with the regional player. I'm going with the guy who's been named um, as far as being on the um, Moscone Cup radar, without kind of like making a Moscone Cup run, you know. And it's I'm, not. I'm not in this event. It's not. <laughs> you weren't talking about me. You're, you're booking a flight. You're 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 catching the red <laughs> eye tonight. Um, I'm actually going with Lucas. I'm not going to attempt to pronounce his last name, but I'm going to Lucas. Yeah. yeah. I heard he's playing pretty sporty, and uh, that's his neck of the woods around, around that it area. It is his so. neck of the woods. I think that matters, too. You know, there's probably yeah. a comfort level there, familiar people, familiar surroundings. I do like that pick. In fact, while we were picking our Dark Horse pick, I was literally writing Lucas on this paper to use my Dark he, Horse pick. And you're like, I'm it. taking Lucas. 
he whispers it as we're about to go live. I had just in my head already made that selection. He whispers it, and then I have to go and check him. Like everybody, everybody, like Davis. I got to check him like Mike. You know. Okay. And, okay. So tell me a 700 Fargo player in this event that has already snapped off a big tournament and beat a professional player in the finals. Can you do that when you're done checking your text? I'm looking at the at the list of players here. Just for the record. <laughs> Give me a I'll, 700 I'll... player. Give me a 700 player who's already snapped off a pro level event and beat a a solid pro okay. in the finals. I got it. I got it. I got it. You know who I'm going with? I'm going with with with, with Mile High, Dell Sim. He actually is at six. You're not at, going with him. That's my six, pick. He's at 697. What do you mean? Okay, for the that record, is... we didn't we did not mention this part on the show whatsoever or pre talk at I... all. That's my you pick. How, how am I supposed to know that? How am I? Am I mind reading? Because you went with Lucas. You yeah right. And then you asked me a separate question, and I have a separate answer. Six ninety seven. Sim. Sim. Look, I messaged him today. It was all the motivation he needs. He's like, Joey, message me. I'm gonna bear down. I'm gonna play well. In fact, I think he plays at uh, ten o'clock Eastern time. I believe uh, right in his now. first round match, and I looked at his bracket, and it didn't look. Killer. I actually wanted to go with, I don't know if you heard of this kid, Dylan Spore. Have you heard of him? Never. Never. Real good player out of Pennsylvania, up and coming player, younger guy. Um, he ends up winning his first round match against a guy I never heard of nine to eight. So it kind of turned me off a little bit. Maybe he's struggling to get adjusted there, but he's a real see, solid so you're player. Scoreboard. See, I'm looking at just names and numbers here and just in here and you're over there checking, checking the scoreboard. Yeah. Well, Del Sim plays Rick Miller then? first round. Then I'll play the winner of Donnie Mills and Mike Yednack. And then if he could have a third round rematch of that pro that he did beat in the finals, Thorson Holman. We already know he's beaten him before. So I like Del Sim. They're playing eight ball, Joe. I mean, oh. I'm just saying, game matters, son. But okay, okay. fair enough. Fair I'm enough. going with Del. And you're not getting Del. You How do you go with Del after I just said him? You. You can't pick. You white. said Lucas Werner. I swear. This guy's just trying to put Werner. me on tilt. We've been at this for 14 hours. Fracasso Werner. That's who you went with. I, well. You know what? I can't wait to see him on the stream because I've been hearing so many good things about this kid. Can't wait to see him play. I guess I, I want to see I want to see how he's going to play against top talent. That's the biggest, you know, that that's the, that's the measuring stick there. It's great to be a top regional monster. You know, but if you want to get your wings there, butterfly, you know, you got to play with the big boys. Well, Lucas is playing does. Dave Fernandez in the first round. Uh, then I'm not sure who those uh, next two would be that he plays. And then possibly uh, Danny Hewitt or Oscar Dominguez in round three. So I, I like um, Oscar's bracket. Yeah, it's a good bracket. So he's in a good spot. So we got our picks. We got our wild card picks. Everything's looking good. Guys, uh, one thing that we decided today is uh, we're trying to put out more content on Patreon. So we every day we've been kind of given supposedly a five-minute uh, question of the day, which is turning into 15, 20, 30. Sometimes we just go on it's and on. It's been 15. Which one was 15? I, I missed that boat because everyone yeah, I've been know. on has been 20, 24 minutes plus. But anyway, the one today we actually posted on Windows Open just to give you guys a taste of what you would get if you were – a Patreon supporter. And then I said to Mike, you know, we got a bunch of people that are on there that are already supporting us. 
We want to get more on there supporting us, help us get to more of these events and do more things. And I said, how about we give something back? And so Mike has some crusty autograph picture over there or something, but I dug into my case and I pulled out. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of a Steve Lomax jump cue. Of course you have. It's an amazing jump cue. Uh, I bought this from Steve Lomax in Georgia, probably about 10 years ago. Awesome jump cue. Jumps How the balls. Joe, like 45, 46? <laughs> <laughs> Jumps the balls amazing. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, when we get 20 more people that sign up on Patreon, and we have several different tiers, so you can join for just $5 a month. But when we get 20 more people, we'll take those 20 people and the, the folks that are already in there, and then we'll be giving this puppy away. Okay, I'll send it out to you, give it away. It's in good condition. It's got a few little, you know, little, it's, it's been used, uh, but it still plays amazing. <laughs> and so <laughs> Melina actually what? wanted it. What? He wanted to I get it, refinish it, raz it. I'm like, Listen, no, we're giving deal. this away to our if people. We don't, if, well, how about this, Joey? How about we just put a hard time frame on there? And if, it, and if we don't get the 20, I'll buy it myself. And, you know, I'll do with it as I see fit. How about that? You know? <laughs> no, I'll put some, you're not. I'll put, we I'll got people asking, there. where's the Patreon? So let me put the link up for you guys so you can see it. Uh, right in that I'm gonna area. Put it, I'm going to put it in the chat. Patreon. And then also, we got a little caption here for you guys. Check it out. We've been so, trying to get more on top of the ball here. Joey's been a great inspiration. We've been trying, we've been staying on it, and uh, we're gonna figure out more ways to get people to give us ideas and short little, you know. But I tell you, some of the stuff that we've been putting on there, I'm like, man, we gotta put this on Windows Open because it's been some funny stuff, man, and some good topics I feel like as funny. well too. You know? Yeah, but this cue, this was one of the first jump cues I remember that broke down into three pieces. So if you're up tight on a ball, you take off this back piece. And you can pop right over it, you know. And then if you got a longer one, you put the back piece on. It's also think, got. I think these people might know how a jump key works, show. <laughs> anyway, I'm just trying to sell it here. You know, I'm in sales. Think, just saying, I think they might know how how it's. Uh, what do you got how, there? How, you got any kind of crusty pictures or something you want to give out? Well, we got a bet that we're going to post on the reel tomorrow, and we're going to announce that. And you see that right there? We're going to give away another one of those. And I probably oh yeah. Listen, I got, I got a ton of memorabilia here, stuff that I like for my personal. Um, and you know, maybe we got something from Efren. I can I can donate and uh, that'd be cool. Sign cue, sign cue ball or something. I got a bunch of stuff, man. Stuff from Texas Open years and si signed by a bunch of players and one pocket stuff. You name it. So. You know, funny story about this Lomax, Mike, I, this Lomax, I saw him, he was at, it was one of those Viking events in Atlanta. And, uh, I went to the Viking event. I played in the tournament and Mr. Q's or something. And I saw him there and I'm like, I, Mike Davis had just told me about it. Cause he was, he started using a Lomax. So <laughs> you're going to get That's taken fly, away man. by this bug there. That's but, uh, so I, I go over to Lomax and I'm like, Hey, how much for a jump cue? He's like, actually, I have one right here. You know, he, he makes custom cues, but he's like, I have one right here. I'll sell to you for, I don't know, $240, something like that. So I was like, wow, awesome. you got it real good. Yeah. So I go, I go home and I'm playing with my brother and I'm like, here, try this jump cue. My brother tries it. He's jumping all kinds of balls, making balls. He's like, I got to get one of those. So a couple months later, this is like, 
I mean, it had to be like three or four months later. We go up to Super Billiards Expo and he re- he did a run of jump cues for Super Billiards Expo. And so my brother's like, I want to get one of those. What'd you say it costs? And I'm like, I don't know, like 240. So he's like, he goes over to talk to Lomax and Lomax is like, hey, look, I got like, I'm selling these as fast as I can sell them for like 360 or something like that. Uh, and it was only a few months later. And so my brother got all like, upset about it. and he's like i'm not paying that much you just sold it to my brother for 240 he's like well you know i'm here and people are buying so, them so the nitty the nitty gene runs in the family I hear. so look i said to my brother i said hey look stay here let me go talk to the guy i just saw him in atlanta give me your 240 dollars because my brother can be a little nitty so i go over there to lomax and then i just add money to it and gave him like 360 and bought it for my brother and i said here you got i got you hooked up but <laughs> this is why everyone everyone loves you yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so yeah, we're giving that away on Patreon. Go sign up, uh, become a Patreon supporter. You'll see some of the stuff that we're doing. It's kind of cool on there, trying to find a way to make it fun for everybody. And uh, yeah, get you guys hooked up. Uh, what else, Mike? Uh, let's see. Patreon. Oh, you. One of the things you put out today that got shared quite a bit was the Mora. Uh, Tyler Steyer rematch 60k in the middle. Well, we all know, that? you know, we all we all know what happened with with Darren. Um, we've seen it all over social media. Darren was supposed to play Tyler originally. That was the match that was set up for for pre derby. Oh, that's a right. Per- I forgot about that. A pretty decent amount of change as well in its own right. Um, and obviously, Darren's been in our thoughts and in our prayers, and and you know we hear he's doing better, which is great. Um, he's got a long road ahead of him, but, uh, they did find an adjustment and obviously Tyler and, and John have now what's a bit of a history. Um, I think both sides like where they're at. Um, and yeah, they're going to dance again. You know, I mean, they, they played in Vegas and Tyler was winning most of that match. And at the end, John came back and got him right there at the end. It was a very close match. It was right after the Moscone cup. I believe it was between Moscone cup and the Tony Shane match. And I thought Tyler was going to win that match. He seemed poised. He seemed in a position to win that match. And John came and got him. Melina, this fly is killing me, bro. <laughs> this fly's killing me too, son. No, you know, I, when we we had Tyler and Sky on the other day. They told us that, or he told us that they were going to be playing again. Kind of announced it unknowingly on the show, which was great. Um, but he also said that he hadn't been breaking, you know, heads up like that in quite some time. And I believe him because – Predator events, they're breaking from the side. Even a guy with as big of a break as Tyler has. Um, you know, I think that if he puts a little bit of time and effort, which he will, obviously, especially with this kind of money that's going to be on the line here. Um, you know, John's side's going to like his side, despite Tyler losing um, the last race. I'm going to go with Tyler on this one. I kind of like the kid. Yeah, I like Tyler, too, on this one. Uh, Lucas is on the stream now. Uh, if you got two monitors, guys, check us out on one. Check out Upstate Isle on the other and check out that match. If not, you can catch it afterwards. You're not going to catch that fly. Man who catch fly with chopstick can accomplish anything. <laughs> <laughs> You're aging yourself there, Joe. Uh, I know, I know. Let me get rid of this. Uh, add this we saw Pinozo in the chat. We're going to have some uh, more stuff coming on with Mike. and Mike's actually probably going to try to get us a pretty decent guest here pretty soon. Um, I don't want to put too much out there. Just stay tuned um, whenever we're going live and we'll try to announce it and promote it. And it should be a lot of fun. And also we got a year in wrap up show that we're going to do with Mike. We haven't had Mike on like in a yeah, while. Yeah, where's Pinozo been? Where you been, Pinozo? I thought he'd be asleep. Right? That's why I didn't even reach out to him, but he's still awake. So, um, yeah, man. How, how do you call somebody old without calling him old? 
You just did it. It's not asleep. Nine sixteen. <laughs> Why are you trying to ruin friendships over here, man? I don't know. <laughs> it's funny. No. Um, a lot of I'm jealous of you and Mike. I'm jealous of the bond why, that you two have. That's the reason why you've been showing up lately. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. That's the reason why you've been coming around more. Uh, no, but there's just – pulls in a really good spot. I feel like right now a ton of events. We're about to hit like another – it feels like we just got through with the gauntlet, and then we have uh, another round just coming right up, man. You know, you have the pre-derby, then the derby, uh, then everyone's taken off right from um, Louisville and are going to go to the World Championships um, in, in Poland right, right afterwards. So it's – um. Yeah, it's going to be a good time right now. Hey, Mike, there, put Mike. us on the uh, view where we can see the chat. Uh, I want to have some people uh, hit up the chat here. But uh, before we do, uh, just wanted to let folks know that we are uh, – wait, what was I going to say? The uh, Oh, tomorrow night we're going to be live. So check us out tomorrow night. I got a friend of mine coming on. Who's going to gonna be, be live? Huh? We are. You and I. Me. Me. We are going to be live tomorrow night. Ah, okay. What are we doing? At at uh, 8 o'clock Arizona time, 9 o'clock Central, 10 o'clock Eastern. And uh, we're going to be discussing an interesting topic with a friend of mine from the East Coast. And I want to call him an influencer, but he's not because he doesn't try to be an influencer. But he puts out a ton of great information about pool. And some really unique things. And he's going to be on the show tomorrow night. I'm not going to tell you who it is yet. Are you cheating gonna... on me, Joey? Is that, is that what's going on here? Well, I've known this guy a lot longer than you, I got to admit. But uh, oh. I think you guys will enjoy it. You'll enjoy getting the perspective from him. He's a lot of fun. So um, one well, thing I want to know kind topic? of – What's that? What's the topic? Well, we're going to talk about Fargo rate by state. Oh, that guy. Oh yeah, that that got a lot of shares and a lot of attention. A lot of people complaining, shockingly, a lot of people who are arguing who who states better. That's going to be players complaining. Fun. Oh, look at the pot calling the kettle black. How do we start the day here, Joey? Huh? How do we start? Joey started at seven a.m. going on for eight minutes about uh, Fargo rate and handicap tournaments. That's how my day started anyway. Yeah. Well, hey guys, while uh while we go to this next topic. I want to see you guys hit up the chat. Let us know who you think is going to win Turning Stone. I want to see, you know, I think this is kind of wide open. Even though you have this field of haves and have-nots, you know, people who are kind of capable of winning, people who are capable of maybe getting into the money. Come on, Joe. Don't give me that shit. Okay, let me let me ask you this. If you were going to wager $100, are you get, if, if I said you take either Fetter or Jason of the field, who are you taking? You can have Fetter and Jason or the field. I think I take the field, to be honest. But if you throw in, like, Skyler – then I take those three. God, you really are nitty. So you want three out of the top four, but you won't take the top two. I mean, would you? I would take Federer, Jason. Yeah, I'll take them. Well, yeah, I mean, they are favored to win it. it yeah. The equipment I'll, looks pretty I'll, tough, too, to be honest. It looks like four and a quarter at least. I'm, I'm actually, listen. I got the matchup right now on my uh, other screen here. What is that? Lucas match? Yeah. It, you He's know, right now, nothing. right now it's 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 tough to watch early on for me. There's a couple of decent matchups, but and yeah, the coverage you know, of it, I the was coverage of it is you, great. I was asking you if it was seated or not, because it almost seems like though. it had to be a seated event because no, there was no like tough 
first round matchups, it seemed the toughest one was Brandon Schuff and Vitali, I think. Yeah. Well, I saw Brandon miss a lot of balls, at least a few crucial balls and ends up losing uh nine five. So Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but also Mike. pointed out I mean, my inconsistency. I need, I need you in here with me, Mike. I need you in here, buddy. Um, <laughs> well, uh, we just need him here to point out my inconsistencies. <clears throat> oh, so, shocking. Shocking. So listen, Mike, one thing that I've noticed in the last six months, I want to see if you've noticed it too. Okay. <clears throat> I did a reel on this today. You know, I've, I've been walking my neighborhood and walking out here, just getting some exercise, kind of catching the fresh air. But uh, I'm using my little gimbal, which, by the way, I have the upgraded model to what you have where it actually extends. Did you know that? Yeah, <laughs> no, I didn't. So it's oh, like so part you, selfie stick, part gimbal. So you, you bought it for me, and then you tell me you, you cheapened up on Yeah, I bought you a discounted model. <laughs> okay, sure, fair enough. I bought you a discounted, but I got that one. So I've been walking out there and kind of recording and, and sending a message, and today's message was really about the quality – and the abundance of content that I'm seeing people make about pool, you know, just like folks that I kind of knew, like this Bob Keller guy in Colorado, you know, I had met him cause he played on my buddy Chisholm's team out in Vegas. And then all of a sudden he get his, gets into straight pool. He's putting out Facebook videos. He's putting out YouTube videos. Remember the guy, Michael French that we met in Vegas and then you ended up rooming with him. Poor guy had a room with you, but, uh, <laughs> Now I'm seeing him put up all these different uh, instructional reels and stuff. And I'm like, this is super cool. So many people are putting out content. And I, we're really getting to a point, I think, where the general public's just going to be inundated with seeing more and more videos about pool and about, you know, interviews that people are doing and all this stuff. And so, like, the message was just trying to encourage people to get more content out there to, if they've thought about it. Right. Do you know how long I thought about doing pool player podcast before I actually did it? Two years. I had the idea for two years and I did nothing for two years. And then the pandemic came and I said, you know what? Within a week I decided to do it. And I had my first episode up one week. Now I worked my ass off that one week to buy equipment and spend a whole bunch of money and everything. But then boom, one week later, and episodes out and you'll remember because you used to message me every Sunday for like a year. I message I you every Sunday. No, you would message me because you'd be like, man, you, you, you're always working when I wake up and I'd be getting videos oh, out yeah, like yeah, one, yeah. one after yeah. the next, you know? And That's so a long, long time ago, the point is if you're thinking about doing something for pool, if you're thinking about getting content out there and, and sharing it and, you know, if you just have that notion, do it, do it. You know, this is a great, group of people that are doing this kind of stuff. We help each other out. We work together for the most part, you know, Nate Mendham would cue it up. You know, he gave me some advice. I gave him some advice. Little Chris, who has his YouTube channel. We've worked together before you and I, I remember that I was scared to death to ask you to come on the podcast. <laughs> I was like, this guy scares me. He's got neck tattoos. Well, but then but you were at, like super chill. Look at how you, how decisions you make can affect the landscape of the industry. Right. Because if you don't do it, Mark White may not be doing commentary for CSI right now. That's right. Me and you, me and you definitely wouldn't be here right now. Right? That's right. There's just a lot, a lot of things that have happened because of a decision you made a few years back. And, um, you know, 
I, I certainly appreciate you and I'm and I love what you do. And I love these guys. And you know, you don't know how they're gonna go and affect it and bring their own unique perspective and and um their own their uniqueness of how they deliver it, right? Here's my Look dog, at man. this. Look um, at this. <laughs> <laughs> this is my baby. Um, but you know, I love it though, and I love the initiative. I think guys come in here with a lot of uh sincerity and they they do it because uh they want to teach people, you know, and they want to inspire, hopefully, you know, and they come from, they come from a good place. Um, it was great meeting a lot of these guys. Whenever we went out in Vegas, we got to meet a, a, a few people and just in general, like, um, I mean, how I remember, I remember when you met Michael French at, at, um, at the BCA, because I was waiting on your ass thing for like a good 20 minutes. Then you finally come back and I'm like, what the hell happened to you? Tell me the story of this guy. And, it, and I'm like half paying attention. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, Joe, you're just late. I was like Mike Davis Jr. was to you, right? And um, fast forward like six months later, um, I'm rooming with the guy in Aiken, South Carolina, of all places, right, for this Omega event. And he tells me this story about you. And I'm like, wait a minute. I think I've heard this story, but from the opposite perspective. And I'm like, you're the guy Joey was talking about, right? So, And now look at him, right? So it's just one thing. And th the feedback we've gotten from people – seeing other people take their own uh, drive initiative is just great. Um, and you know what? Like it takes a certain kind of person to be open to getting critiqued and feedback. Lord knows I get defensive with, with, with people and get annoyed with people. Um, but it's great to just be vulnerable and be out there. And uh, yeah, I like it, man. Yeah, you know, no, I mean, I think there's so many people, there's probably all these people in here, there's probably 20 or 30 of them that have certain skills that they could add to the pool community. <clears throat> and I'm telling you, it's incredibly rewarding. You know, just having somebody come up to you like you guys do sometimes and just say, Hey, we really appreciate what you do. It's awesome. So, uh, and it's helping to grow the sport. So, you know, consider it. If you've ever thought of it, I, I just encourage you to do it, you know, get out there and try something new, try something different. Actually, it doesn't even have to be new. It just has to be consistent, Look, you know, start doing something. So be, uh, be comfortable with being <laughs> uncomfortable. That's the number one yeah. thing. Listen, I remember starting off doing this and then, uh, you know, back in when was it, like summertime, whenever you had your, 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 your health scare the first time I was like, well, what are we going to do? We're we just going to stop doing the show. And I didn't want to keep on bugging you because you had a lot on your plate. And, but there was things that people I wanted to talk to and things I thought were relevant that we wanted to do. And I was scared to death. And I still tell people that, you know, I still get nervous and uncomfortable and not want to do it, but you know what? Just jump on in. And you guys, yeah. anybody, you know, if a couple of, especially me with no techno, you know, technological experience or savviness can do it, anybody can do it. You just, so. you're, you're faking so bad. You're actually decent with technology, but you don't want to admit it because you try to get me to do all your tech stuff. But we got to talk about some of the stuff. We got people in here, they're making all these comments. And one of the big topics is the fact that Johnny Archer and Oscar are both in Turning Stone. And obviously there's that history there where they played that big set and Johnny didn't fully pay up on that set, which, you know, it's a little discouraging. You know, Johnny's been kind of, a, I don't know if I, I don't know if discouraging is the word that I would use. Well, for me, you know, cause you look at somebody like Archer and when I was growing up, it was somebody that I always looked up to as a player. And when I heard that he kind of stiffed Oscar out of a little bit of money, you know, he had been on the podcast. He didn't kind of do it. Okay. Well, he had been on the podcast and all that. And so I just, I was very surprised by it. And, you know, I don't like to judge people because everybody's got their own situation and stuff going on. But yeah, that is kind of awkward. 
And so I, I was telling you earlier today, like, I wonder if they're actually going to talk or something at that event. Um, if it's, I, I suspect that Johnny will go up to Oscar and say something like, Hey man, I'm, I'm trying to make it right. You don't I think you're, I think your head's on I mean, I'm, I'm a little different because I'm friends with Oscar and I've been privy to a lot of, you know, the stuff that has the communication that's gone on over the last couple of years. Um, no, not for a second. I don't think that, you know, I think maybe Johnny intended to do things right or, you know, came from a place where he justified it in his head, but no, I'm, I'm over it. And, um, I think it's, a, I, I think that there's a lot of people in the pool world, given Johnny's history, who just try to protect them. And I heard it today when I was listening to upstate Al stream, you know, Hey guys, we're not, we're not going to talk about this in the chat, you know, and, and they're coming out openly saying it and just protecting the guy, you know, for me, Johnny's a legend. You know, he's a Hall of Famer, whatever else you want to go on and call him. But but he stole from Oscar. You can call him that too. You know, yeah. and I don't care. How, and for me, I don't care how you paint it. You know, I'm going to call a spade a spade no matter what. And it's unfortunate and it sucks that that's what it came to. Um, but I think Oscar Oscar's given him a lot of opportunities, you know, a lot of opportunities to make it right, even make it right on a percentage of, of what he owed, you know, and to show up to that event even though he's won it before and because he's Johnny, I don't give a shit about that. You know, I think it's, I think the guy just doesn't care. And it's for me, it's just completely disrespectful just because if you, if you owe a guy six grand, but you can go and travel to, you know, a tournament where you really ain't got a chance to snap it off, you know, send that 1500 over there and say, Hey, I'm sorry, man, but I'll keep on trying to make it right. You know, well, one thing's for sure. If Oscar doesn't win the tournament, he's rooting for Johnny. So he can be right there when he wins. He's going to come over here and wait, wait in the back there. Uh, seeing that match. You know man. how it goes. I had a guy owe me 400 one time, and we were in a tournament together, and I'm like, man, I hope this sucker wins this tournament because I'm going to be standing right there to collect. Uh, yeah, but uh, well, he, uh, I remember hearing stories about uh, who was it? the great one-pocket player, man, who's like infamous for owing everyone on earth. He had a heart attack. Um it was just I can't remember his name. It's just slipping me right now. But it's like um, the guy wins a tournament, and there's like a line of people of like 15 people that he owes that were just anxiously waiting for him to get the check and to get the money. And he does it, and then just does this little like worm move to get the hell out of here, you know. So um, yeah, and he, and he, and he I had a it. guy one time. I beat this guy. Beat him out of $400. We go to the bank. He's like, I got to go to the ATM. So first of all, I'm like, man, that's messed up. You know, like you played me. You didn't have any cash. He's like, okay, uh, they don't have an ATM here. You got to follow me to the ATM. I follow him to the ATM. He tells me his account's frozen because of a poker withdrawal he did from online poker. So he's like, let's try to go to this other ATM. I'll try to do this. We went to like three ATMs. I, I didn't get paid. He did come correct though and pay me the next time he saw me, but it was just kind of shady. But hey, uh, one of our one of our folks in the chat was asking about our take on the Joe Rogan interview with Fe with uh, Federer Gorst. We killed that in an earlier episode where we talked a lot about that. So you can go back and check that out. Uh, but I think our overall take was that it was good for pool. I know a lot of people had said it may have been bad for pool because Joe kept going back to the gambling side, kept going back to the drugs and the shady side of pool. But coming from the perspective of Joe Rogan, you're trying to have this appeal to a broad, broad audience, right? So um, 
you know, I can see why he did that. He's trying to make it interesting. He's trying to bring out the stories and yeah, that kind of content. Um, and Fedor's an amazing player, but you can only talk about how great a player he is for so long. And then you got to get into other aspects. And I think Rogan is kind of, um, interested in that side of it, that subculture. And so I didn't think it was terrible for pool. I thought it was actually good for pool because when you look at his following, you can't argue with it. Whether people want to admit it or not, that's, you know, the general public likes hearing about that stuff when they talk about pool. So you have to figure out a way to get them engaged, get them interested, and then let them know about, you know, the, the great things that we have going on as well. And I think they did as good of a job as you can, all things considered. I don't want to like, I never wanted to just complain about shit just for the sake of complaining, right? I think that just that reach alone and the amount of, you know, views that his podcasts get um, on a daily, monthly, and in, you know, for eternity, I think is going to be great for the game overall. I think there's a lot of momentum right now in pool. I've been hearing stories about players. I think I mentioned this the other day about outside the, um, outside the industry sponsors coming in. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Can you share so, anything about that yet? No, no. No, 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 no. I can't. Okay, thanks so, a lot. Um, but, <laughs> but you know, hey, listen, you got you got Jeanette on ESPN, you got Shane and uh, Jason on and Alex on sixty yeah. minutes, and then you have uh, Federer on all within the same like thirty days. You know, it's yeah. great, and I don't remember anything like that being on the mainstream and being so vogue and pulls vogue right now. So, and this is in a time when a lot of people are home too. So that means that, in other words, like they're at the house with their families and they're watching television. So. Um, I'm hoping it, it springs board kids. And I'll tell you something. I think I sent, I sent you this show, but I'm friends with guys who are room owners and they sent me, um, like they showed me their traffic pre Joe Rogan, right? Like they're the, the statistics that their website I got pre, pre Joe Rogan. And then, um, they showed me afterwards and it was just remarkable. And they're saying like on Wednesdays, it's, there's kids showing up to the pool room. Now there's, you know, more foot traffic in there on what would have been off days, you know? So Maybe it's, it's like too the soon. color of money effect, you know, when the color money came out and Rogan even talked about it, how pool kind of had this resurgence and yeah, I think we're there. I think we're, we're getting there for sure. Well, I don't want to get my hopes up, but I'm optimistic. Yeah. You know? Yeah, me too. But you know, one thing that I'm not optimistic anymore about is the fact I have a pool player podcast, Instagram account. I don't use it too often. I got to get better at it. But in fact, Instagram's just weird to me. I don't know. I, maybe I'm too old for it, but I just don't get it you the same old. way I get like some of the other platforms. Uh, my wife's well, pretty good at you're it. Reeling, you're reeling and dealing now, Joey. You're, you're, you know, I mean, yeah, you're but growing. I'm just terrible at Instagram. I'm like an Instagram noob. But anyway, when the Rogan interview came out, I messaged him. It was the second message I sent him. I had already sent him one trying to get him to come on the podcast and nothing. And so I messaged him, right? And I, this has been like seven days. So I've been checking every day to see if I have a message in there and I haven't gotten any messages on the Instagram account. Right. So today I put out a reel and, uh, where you mentioned Tyler Steyer, remember that thing, that whole thing that went on my Instagram. Right. And so I tagged Tyler Steyer on it. And so I checked the Instagram today and all of a sudden I see a one by the messages thing. And I'm like, yes, it's Rogan. And I opened it up and it's Tyler Steyer with like smiley face, smiley face. And I'm like, on the real. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, dang it. I thought for sure it was Rogan, but yeah. I'd Joe love Rogan, to get him on. Get on the show. We're going to have a lot of fun, man. I mean, he mentioned a podcast, but it wasn't ours. So I might be yeah. a little, a little salty about it. 
but you know. Hey, by the way, this weekend, um, I'll try to put information out so that everybody knows about it. This weekend in Arizona, we're having the Southwest Desert Cup. And the Southwest Desert Cup is our it's one of our Moscone style events. Uh, Nevada plays Arizona. And so this year, Nevada is coming down to Arizona to play some of the best players in Arizona. And so there's a Fargo cap on it, but it's high Uh-oh. enough where you still get enough quality players. So like Jovan Bustamante is on the Arizona team. Um, Ronnie Wiseman's on the Vegas team. You know, so there's some good players. It's going to be streamed. It's at Bull Shooters in uh, Phoenix. So if you're in Phoenix this weekend or anywhere near there and you want to see a good match, come check it out. And then when I get the stream information, I'll go ahead and share that on uh, Windows so people Who's can Who's on the team, Joey? Shoot. You had to ask me this, didn't you? You had like one – you mentioned like one guy. You mentioned just Joven. That's it. Hold on. Let me find it. I'm trying to look it up. Here. I just saw a post about it today, and I haven't really been following as I should. Each team has to have one female. So Arizona has Sarah Miller, who, by the way, uh, she's been playing in WPBA events. And when I played on the Saguaro Cup, which is the east and west side of Phoenix – Several years ago, Sarah Miller was like the MVP of the tournament. I mean, she just played amazing. So let me see if I can find it here. We got other people that we've been reaching out to while Joe was doing some more um, some digging out there. As far as guests, we're supposed to get uh, FSR for the end of the year. We dogged that, but we're still going to try to get them on. Um, reached out to Shannon Dalton, and it was the best thing ever because I told Joey, I said, I'm going to reach out to Shannon Dalton ahead of the Derby. And Joey's like, Mike, he's not going to do it. I tried a few times. He's just not going to do it. I sent I sent Shannon a message, and he got back to me saying he'd love to do it. It would just have to be in the evening, which, of course, here we are. Um, so we're going to try to schedule that one as well. Who was the other one, Joe? I feel like we're missing a couple. Bergman we reached out to. I need to follow up with him because he was down to come on. And now would be a good time to talk to Justin as well. Um and then, yeah, if I go out to the Derby, man, y'all better watch out. We, we're not going to have a booth, but I'm going to have this bad boy and a new phone, and we're going to go out there and do some damage, son, as best we can. So, um, Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll probably be here. I'm still 50-50. I might make it out there. But uh, on, if, I don't, if I don't, I will be here kind of queuing up the, the podcast, and then we'll have Mike coming in on location, and uh, we'll, be, we'll be having some fun. Um, I can't find it right now, Mike, but I, out of memory, Joven Bustamante, Chris Lulick, who's like a 700 player out here, a uh, good player. The captains, Jack Circa, Sarah Miller. can't remember who else. But then the Vegas team is uh, Ronnie Wiseman, uh, Katie Scott, you know, Katie from CSI. CSI, yeah. Yeah, and then, um, shoot. Ah. I'll find it. I'll let you know. But anyway, there's going to be some good pool being played. It's going to be played on the pit tables at Bull Shooters. You've seen those tables before, Mike, on streams. Four and eighth. I ain't never never been there, but okay. Yeah, but you've seen it on streams. Four and eighth. Yeah. Heck, oh, that's right. Okay. So the other thing we got to talk about, uh, just talk to CSI today. And we will be going out to the CSI Expo again. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have a booth out there. We're just not sure the location of it yet, but we're positioning and trying to get in the big ballroom near the pro arena so we can grab the pros right after they come out and chat it up with them and see how things are going. Uh, If you guys remember last year, uh, we had some great interviews out there, Uh, really great interviews, a lot of fun. We interviewed the Coe brothers 
I don't Alex, think they understood a word no, we said. Get, no, no, no. We're going to get it. If we, if we go out there, we're getting him again. And I'm getting without a translator this time. I'm getting just Big Cole and probably by himself because he can answer everything and anything that we yeah, need. Yeah, he, so, he actually did better than the translator. Enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh, look, this is the one. I just got a text message about this. So, breaking news. My buddy Sean Santoro is tied for Moscone Cup points after round one. So I saw him down like eight, seven a minute ago. So I guess he won. So oh, congratulations, nice. Pancake. We'll see you at the Derby, buddy. Um, let's see. He's going to be let's shocking see any the world. Score updates. Let's see some score updates real quick. Uh, Anyone know why no SVB? Yeah, we. Billy yeah, Thorpe's we trailing two, three to two to Jacques Bouchard. Sounds like a French Canadian. I don't know him. I'll, I'll take Billy and lay a game from here. How about that? Sean Wilkie's tied with Grayson Vaughn, Vaughan. Uh, Jonathan Smith, three to one over Kevin Guimond. Is, is Kevin cool. still living in Texas? Uh, I thought he was in Louisiana. Kevin can play okay. some. I hey, you ready to get on tilt? You ready to get yeah. on tilt? Jeremy yeah. Sasse against Jed. <laughs> a five to zero against Jed <laughs> Jessen. <laughs> oh, yeah. I put you on tilt every time I say Sasse. Pat Don't Fleming up three to two on Susie Wong. Uh, two to two, Bobby Hilton and Tony Antone, Marco Cam and Carolyn Powell nodded at two apiece. Del Sim up three to one. My wild card pick, not yours. Dude, that's not that's not your wild card pick, Joe. That's not your wild card dark pick. Dark horse, dark horse pick. That's not your that's not your dark horse. That's you don't you don't have Del Sim in anything. You know. Yes, I do. You have Lucas. No. Oh, Donnie Sean Mills two to one over Michael Yednak. Thorsten Holman four to zero over Sean. Hey, that's not a bad matchup, actually. I like I like Donnie though. Oh, there goes oh Shane's in the chat saying he's home fishing. So great. If you heard the story, if you heard the story, <laughs> hey, from did you see that 30? Hey, let sure me tell you, Shane. Shane, I really enjoyed watching the video of you pulling in that 36 incher. That was super cool. You know, I, I think he Hollywooded a little bit, did a little you're Hollywood. Worst. You throw me under the bus, and then now you're just kissing ass over here. And then <laughs> no, no, no. He did a little Hollywood on that. He could have pulled that fish in in like 30 seconds, but he was like, but it was fun watching it. It's 36 inches, big fish. It was pretty cool. We got uh Thor. Tell him how you pick Sky to win the world championship, buddy. Tell him how you What's that? Tell him how you pick Sky to win the world championship. That's okay. What's that? He got What's his that? world championship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's rooting for Sky too if he doesn't win. Uh okay, Andrew Herbert up four to zero over Don Polo. Uh Lucas Furter is tied two to two with Dave Fernandez. Linda Chung trailing Dave Schlemperis three to one. Uh, Oscar Dominguez cruising five to zero over Thomas Brinton and Danny Hewitt cruising seven to zero over Fred Gokey. Those are the updates. Well, so. it's going to be a lot of guys trying to make moves on the Moscone Cup side for getting a good start. Um, obviously, I'm rooting for Oscar and a few other young Americans that are there. I think it's going to be pretty interesting because, you know, the format and the rules really, really lend itself to be a little more open, although I've I would still favor the chalk and take them if I was gambling some. Um, but, I mean, look, man, you go on a bit of a run, you know, you, you get your break dialed in, you know, buckle up. Oh, boys. I dogged I so dogged this. You know who I should have taken as my dark horse? Well, Kevin you don't have West. One. You Kevin don't have West. One. So you can, you can take Kevin since you don't have one. Kevin won the first round. Now he plays Alvin Thomas. Then he plays the winner of Landon Hollingsworth. And then he plays the winner of... Frank Hernandez and Dylan Spore, or one of those guys. I, Kevin West is going to round four. I, I'm feeling it. Who are you anyway. liking, Shane and Tony, part two? Tell them the truth. Well, I don't know. You know, I, 
it kind of surprised me that Shane won that match. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm just being honest because I really thought that Tony would play tight and I really thought that Tony would outmaneuver him. Um, so I think if Tony kind of regroups, goes back to the drawing board and kind of figures out some of the mistakes that he made, I think Tony should do well the second time he played. Will he win? I don't know. It's a lot of firepower to overcome. You know, it's so. a lot of firepower to overcome. You hit the nail on the head for sure. I think, you know, if uh, if if Tony played like he played against Chip out in New Orleans when they had that real big bet, you know, like six figures, I think it was somewhere around there. And Tony just completely changed his game. I think then he can frustrate Shane and really try to slow him down. But yeah, that's like, mm, 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 I don't know. Well, look, we'll we know see. Shane doesn't love one pocket. If Tony turns it into a game that he's going to hate. Kind of like Chip does, right? When Chip puts the lockdown on you and starts pushing balls up table. You yeah, know, well, look look how well that worked out for Chip when he played Shane. Yeah, well. A win is a win, he said. I'm just saying, <laughs> if, you could change, if, you, if you can change the dynamic of that game, I think Tony's got a better chance. But, um, you know, I thought Tony won the first time, so I'll, I'll take my losses there. So, Well, anyway. we, can, we, can fire, we can fire a nice dinner on it or something, buddy, you know? Yeah, I know. You always want the favorite anyway. A favorite? Me taking Shane as the favorite? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Who do you like who do you like winning the all around this year, by the way? At Derby? Yeah. Oh, you know what? How about this? Save it for the real for the morning. Since we're gonna we're gonna do the real again. Yeah, Shane <laughs> said a win is a win. <laughs> I like that. Uh Tony had that big long post about losing money at the casino and about this and that and bet chain and all this stuff. And then Shane was like, I got lucky, <laughs> you know, or I got lucky. That was funny. <laughs> I think it's time to get Alex on. That's what I think it is. I think it's time to get Alex and see what he wants hey, to do. I wonder if Shane would play Alex. Hmm. Well, that see. would be intriguing. No, <laughs> we don't even know if Shane's going to be at the Derby. So we'll, we got, we got to get there first. All right. But listen, I think, <laughs> People are missing him there. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are missing him there at Turning Stone. A lot of people who are glad that his ass ain't there at Turning Stone. Uh, I think he's in a pretty comfortable spot, so he's not worried about getting any kind of points this year. I think he's going to be focused more on getting this right and getting back into you know feeling more free and not not as worn down as he was towards the end of the year. I think that uh, you know as long as he's there to defend his title in Poland in a month from now, I think he'll be all right, and I think he's got a good chance at it too. Awesome. I think I think it's time to go and cut the show though, Joe, because I got daddy duties to go and attend. It seems here. like it. it seems, where'd she get all that hair from? <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got jokes, do you? Huh? Yeah. yeah. All right, Definitely guys. Thanks so much that. for joining. Hey, uh, don't forget if you can support us on Patreon. We got exclusive content coming. Got another video already made coming out tomorrow morning, and um, I think it'll be a lot of fun. So, uh, plus you can win this. Lomax Jump Cube. So Lomax. Uh, next 20 people to sign up, we're going to raffle this off. Later, y'all. Hey, see you guys. See you, Shane.